So some find that they are to go to Mass on Sunday, keep the commandments, and so forth. That is a noble life. It's a very good and holy life and is not to be looked down on. Some feel themselves called to more. These are the followers of Jesus served by spirituality. It's important to notice about Ignatius' spiritual exercises that they do not tell you what to do. They help you see what to do. You might ask, why talk about spirituality at all, and why Ignatian spirituality? This is still about what this, these presentations are about. I think myself that in the United States today, we are one of the most thoroughly educated churches in history. And I've run that by a couple of very great historians, and they agree. And now in the United States, there's a tremendous interest in spirituality. Actually, this is historical. We've always been interested in it. Think of transcendentalism back in the 1800s. Think of the number of sects that have grown up by people who found a new way to serve God. But the interest now has grown much greater for people who remain faithful in their church but wish to live a deeper life. Not sure why that is, but it could well be a response to what Charles Taylor points out as secularism in this country. He thinks it has three moments. The first is, there's a public backing off from religion. Obviously, no more religion taught in public schools. One company has just forbade all workers to have any symbols of religion or faith on their desks or walls. That's public secularizing. But second, members of the church who are faithful and believe, nine out of ten roughly Americans say that they are, often do not practice. For example, about half of Catholics go to Mass on Sunday, every Sunday. The churches thin out. That's a second secularization. And third, even those who practice regularly, go to Mass, attend regularly, have a feeling often enough, I don't know what the church teaches anymore. I can say that I hear that from really good Catholics who come to make their retreats at Montserrat. I also hear it from good Lutherans and from good Methodists who come there. The struggle is now to hold on to what is taught. That, Charles Taylor feels, is a third secularism. The consequence of that is lots of people are trying to be personally more connected with God, to deepen their faith and to make their hope more real. So, these presentations are about what we are keenly interested in, this more connected to God, this spirituality. It deals with a specific kind of spirituality, which is the one I happen to know something about. I've lived it for more than 60 years. I want to be careful not to, to seem to say that this is the best spirituality or that others are not as, not as good, not as effective. I do not mean that at all. So that's what these presentations are about. How we'll proceed is the next topic. Usually, I begin with a prayerful minute or two or with a little bit of a meditation or fantasy. And then I always end by asking that we join in prayer. As we move along through the, the lectures, 
We'll touch on Ignatian prayer forms, consideration, meditation, contemplation, examination, fantasies. These are common in the Church, of course, but some have a special form in Ignatian spirituality. I think I should sort of warn you that the earlier talks will cover foundational theology. If you don't know what the word means, don't be surprised. It's a fairly new one in theology. It means the theology of conversion of heart. The next two or three cover that foundational theology because that is what a deep spirituality is about. In all of them, I will try to remember that we need to apply this to ourselves, and later it will be more obvious. It should be no surprise that these talks, these presentations on foundational theology are a bit dense. A lot of Ignatian spirituality is deeply Pauline, and Paul is dense. Remember that the first Paul...